Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Football 24-7, Johnny Mack, game day here on a week two of the NFL preseason. Eagles in Cleveland, taking on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'll get it right to you. I know we don't know how much of the starters we will see today, um, but what do you know off the top? <clears throat> Can we expect to see six, seven plays from Jalen Hurts again in the starters, or is that on the back burner? Uh, you know, Nick Sirianni wouldn't confirm, but, you know, I was watching a little bit, unfortunately, of San Francisco, uh, Minnesota last night, and they had joint practices in advance of their preseason game, and they each scratched 27 players. I think that's a good indication of what you're going to see. Not anybody uh, sort of you know, a key contributor. Some guys got to play, you know, Cam Jurgens. Yeah. I always point out, you know, he's in a position where the Eagles have to get him ready uh, just in case for week one, the rookies, Jordan Davis, they're going to, they're going to play a little bit. I would think obviously Nicobe Dean and, and such, 
you know, maybe Grant Calcaterra would be important if he could get out there and play a little bit after missing so much time with the hamstring issue and he was just able to get back in a limited fashion. Maybe he's cleared with the extra day. But as far as, you know, the key cornerstones, I mean, as I said, Kevin Stefanski flat out said his guys aren't playing. And Nick Sirianni didn't flat out say it, but he intimated it. And he said beforehand, if we get good work in, you know, that's going to be it for the starters. And by all accounts, they got good work in. And most people thought they won the joint practices, which, you know, I don't I don't think that's good or bad. I mean, it's about. Well, I want to I want to ask you about the joint practices because you weren't down there in Cleveland, but you've been. You've seen many joint practices. We talked about it last year, the joint practice champs. I mean, I just think like you just said off the top about that that quarterback in San Francisco, he didn't – I mean, you can go back all the way to his college career. That guy does not have a lot of game No, he reps. barely played one season so, in so college, yeah. In San Francisco, they think a joint practice is enough preparation yeah. for – how does John McMullen see it? Do you see – joint practices as different than a normal training camp week? And how do you compare that to game action, preseason game action, but game action, you know, versus the joint practice? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's in, in the current modern era, I think it's more valuable, the joint practices than the preseason games, maybe in a different era, not as much, uh, where you could practice more and you could have more reps and all that kind of thing. But, I think the scripted nature of the practice allows you to work on what you want to work on. So I always say, if you're, you're struggling on third downs, for instance, well, you know, you know, some third downs are going to come up in a game environment, but you're at the mercy of what's going on in that particular game. Each game has sort of its own personality. Jim Schwartz would say, um, and you don't know what's going to pop up as a coach. You can't script it, but you can script Hey, I want to work on third downs. I want to work on red zone. I want to work on fourth downs. I want to work on backed up. I want to work on goal line. You can you can get together with the other head coach, the other team, and work on, we need a period for this. And they'll say, we need a period for this. And you, you sort of hammer it out. So I think from that standpoint, it is more valuable. And you see it across the league. It's not just the Eagles. I brought up the 49ers. You're right. Trey Lance has less experience than Jalen Hurts. I mean, and you got to see Nate Sudfeld, our old buddy, unstoppable Nate Sudfeld, a ton yeah. last night. Uh, they're not worried about it, and they shouldn't be worried about it. They're more focused on getting them to week one as healthy as possible, and that's what the Eagles are. So um, they're not going to play There's the majority of their key players in this particular game or against Miami coming up. Um, that's sort of the new age, and it's a good chance for – um, some of the younger players who are fighting for maybe those back-end spots, four or five back-end spots, to, to splash in a live environment because, you know, being fully live is a little bit different uh, than practice, even when you go with the high intensity. So it's a valuable tool for that back-end of the roster, but I don't think it's a valuable tool uh, for the guys who you know are going to be a big part of it uh, on September 11th. Yeah, personally, I like it. I think it's a good opportunity. I mean, it's just simple as uh, Jalen Hurts is throwing against opposing teams' cornerbacks versus his own. I mean, just that element of it right there is enough for me to think that you're getting 
some yeah, different yeah, you're right theory. different themes and right you know i i brought this up last week on birth 365 like cleveland plays play action uh they're they're they play the mike shanahan gary kubiak offense heavy on play action they set it up with two really good running backs and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Right. Although Kareem didn't play, I, I I don't believe he played on Friday. Um, the Eagles don't get to see that. They don't do that. And the, the Eagles defense, the Eagles offense doesn't work that way. They don't run, they run a different offense. So, and, and guess what? Week one, Jared Goff, they run a lot of play action. Uh, week two, Kirk Cousins, they run even more play action. So it's good to get a look at that um, in practice, which the Eagles can't do when they're squaring off against each other because they run a, a different style of offense. All right, John, let's get into the, um I know we're probably going to see a lot of second string, third string, probably people fighting for those back 10, 15 roster spots, whatever they are. Do you have key players there? Is there anyone you're interested in? Is it, I know you had mentioned Grant Calcaterra earlier. There's some talk about, you know, maybe a Teron Jackson, the safety position, a lot of question marks. Is there anything you're particularly keeping your eye on today? Maybe it's Reed Sinet after. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. One. Is he, you know, is his for Unfortunately, I'm going to have my eyes on Reed Sinet, uh, but, you know, not for a good reason. You yeah, know, right. that's what it, it's going to be ugly. Unfortunately, look, the Eagles' strength is not, and they don't, they don't have a good third quarterback situation right, right now. So, you know, who cares in the large run, they have a good starter and they have a good backup and that's all you can hope for in the NFL, even though it would have been nice for Gardner Minshew to have a better summer, but you know what he is and you know, he's a capable backup. Like Barrett always uh, says he's a gamer. He's a game. Yeah. And, and maybe he plays this, maybe he starts, maybe he plays a series or two, but the vast majority of the game is, is going to be read uh, Sinet and, and, uh, I don't even know. You would think Carson Strong has to play, but they've given him no stinking reps in practice. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing with Carson Strong, but either way, if he's out there, it's not going to be good, and Reed's not going to be good, so it's probably going to be some ugly football. So I'm warning Eagles fans on that, but don't get too upset about it. I mean, it, it, it it's hard to play offense when your quarterback isn't up to par, and unfortunately, if you're going to play your third or string quarterbacks a lot in preseason, you're going to look bad. It's not going to mean anything is what. So I'm trying to talk people off the building. Is that any of that injury? I remember back in it, you were at practice then at the NovaCare Complex, you had sent sent over some video that we posted on Jacob Sports. And, I mean, Carson Strong just did not look good moving around in those drills. <clears throat> well, he, he's got a bad injury. Is that, is that still part of it? Is it? Just to, it's not as much to do as with his quarterback skills as it is about allowing him to, you know, get healthy and get ready to play at an NFL level. I, you know, I've heard that thought that the Eagles are hiding him from the rest of the league, trying to get him to the practice squad. Uh, maybe it is the injury part of it. Look, that's kind of baked in. He's got a really bad knee. That's why yeah. he didn't get drafted. But he was supposed to have this great arm talent, and I'm, I haven't seen that. Now, I don't know if that's a lack of confidence or, or because he hasn't had success, but you sort of haven't seen that as well at practice. So, 
I find it hard to believe, you know, the 16 man, the practice squad is 16 deep now. So you can keep basically anybody who you want to keep. Uh, and I, I, I haven't seen anything from Carson Strong to make the Eagles want to keep him unless it is what you said. Maybe they think he needs to get a year um, to get his knee as healthy as possible or the less likely scenario than want to hide him from anybody else. I mean, I was talking about San Francisco. I mean, people make fun of Nate, Nate Sudfeld, but he knows how to play. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy, I think they had playing. He was a seventh round pick and he looks like he has some, some ability and he could do now Minnesota's backup. It was a disaster. So, you know, maybe there are other teams looking for second, third string quarterbacks. So make a bit what you want, but, it hasn't been impressive for, for Carson Strong uh, this summer. But as far as players to watch, I, I mentioned Calcaterra because I hope he can get out there because the yeah. Eagles have to make – that's a difficult decision because, you know, they're keeping Dallas Goddard and Jack Stoll, but you need a third tight end. And right now, to me, Noah Tungiai has been one of the um, most impressive back end to the roster players. Yeah, guys guys who started – yeah, guys who started – um, whatever it was, the first day of camp, July 28th, I forget, everything runs together. Um, you know, I he was an afterthought to me. I said, well, Noah Tungia, he's got no shot. And now, to me, he deserves to make the team. Now, there's still time to screw that up. He could play poorly today. He could play poorly in Miami. Calcaterra could come on. But Calcaterra's got to prove he can get on the field and play, number one. You mentioned some of those old guys, Teron, uh, uh, old draft picks from last year, not right. old, second-year yeah. draft picks, late-round draft picks. They've all impressed. Teron Jackson, uh, Patrick Johnson, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Those guys those guys are making the football team. I mean, they've been, they've been impressive. So, to me, it's like we'll use Patrick Johnson, you know, it, it seemed like he was battling with Kyron Johnson, who was a draft pick this year right. for that backup to Hassan Reddick. Well, he's lapped Kyron Johnson. So how do you keep Kyron Johnson? He's, he's a player to look at. So just little things like that. Um, and, and probably, you know, definitely look at the defensive backfield because they need clarity at the backup safety position. Looks like Kayvon Wallace kind of rose from the dead in Cleveland yeah, a little I bit. That report somewhere. Um, the backup corners, you know, as good as the starting corners look, the backup corners might look that bad. I mean, I don't trust any of them. Um, so, you know, you have Slay, you have Black Bradbury, who obviously aren't going to play, and Bradbury's nicked up anyway. Avante's probably not going to play. You know, they moved Josiah Scott to safety pretty much by this point. So, you know, whether it's the new kid, Ugo Abadi or Zach McPherson, you know, Zach's going to make the team, but he's got to start playing a little bit better. Uh, and then the Mac McCain's, the Kerry Vincent's, the Tay Gowans of the world, they are, they are bubble players and they're probably leaning towards their bubble being burst unless they start playing a little bit better. How, how big is the drop-off across the roster? I mean, it's for a second there when you were talking, it almost sounded like it was a major credit to Howie Roseman where those 16 practice squad players, 
whoever doesn't get to the 53, they, is it, are they going to, is it going to be a poach fest from the Eagles? I mean, it seems like we have a lot of talent on the back. No, I, I don't. Or is that, is that not, not really true? I, I don't think so. It, that, we go through this every year. Everybody seems to have a selective memory. You might lose a player. They lost Noah Tungiai, but the average is less than two per team, uh, far less. Uh, some teams don't get anybody picked up because you have to think about it this way. You know, these teams around all around the country, 31 other teams, they've been working with their young players the entire summer, the entire offseason to develop them. And they would rather default to them, guys who know the system, know what they're trying to accomplish, than go pluck somebody who might have maybe a tiny bit more of an upside, even if they do, but they'd be starting from scratch again. Yeah. And just, and, 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 you know, generally when you're picking up somebody on, 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 not generally, when, when you pick up somebody on waivers, that's to put them on the 53, you know, you gotta, you gotta put them on the 53, at least at the start for three games. And then you could wave them and get them on the practice squad. So you're making a decision. All right, we're just not good enough on the 53. Um, when you pick somebody up on waivers and, and that's, that's a whole different conversation than the practice squad and the vast majority guys, are going to default to the young players they have in their particular camps, whoever that is, whether it's the Eagles or the Cleveland Browns or the Miami Dolphins, all the way down the list. Got it. Let's talk running back, John. Kareem Hunt, he's been the talk of the town. You put something up on the Jacob Sports website yesterday. Cleveland not looking to trade him. But let's keep it on the Eagles running backs. Uh, past Miles Sanders, who's dealing with some injuries right now, who do we expect to see today? Is Kennedy Brooks going to get out there? Are they still looking to bring someone in to bolster that room? Because uh, that, that room doesn't look that great to me. No, it doesn't. That's been, I, I think, you know, if I had to pick somebody who was the most underwhelming player of the summer. Um, when you sort of put everything together, expectations of the fan base and not, you know, I'm not talking about guys who aren't supposed to make the team. Kenny Gainwell um, is supposed to be a good player. So from that perspective, he's been a disappointment. He has had a bad, bad summer. Um, dropping the football, that's supposed to be the strength of, of his I think he's dropped it more than Miles. Think about that. Uh, Miles is, has that reputation. Um, yeah, they need help there. I, I, I don't think you can go in. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. To a 17-game season with only three running backs. Um, and I don't think Jason Huntley or Kennedy Brooks deserve to make this team. I expect, you know, both to be on the practice squad if they want them back. You know, it's not going to be an issue. Um, and maybe they can develop down the road. But well, what is it with the Eagles and these small running backs? Like, why, why do we go? For yeah, DeAndre all- Torrey, I, you know, I got to bring him. He hasn't, you know, he they brought him in late, but he's also very small. And, you know, <laughs> it, like, today will be big for him. Robinson. I, that was who I wanted in the draft. I'm a Bama guy, but I, I just thought, boom, big guy, can tote the rock as many times yeah, as Yeah, we all did. did. We all yeah. looked at, but, but all of us I mean, who did mock drafts. Stephen McKellen, our comments. We need a true running back, not a little guy that's always hurt. I, I agree. I mean, I think it would help Jalen immensely, regardless of. Well, Miles isn't. Miles isn't a small running back. I mean, he's yeah, not. He's not on the field enough to be an, an effective, consistent back for the quarterback to rely on. Uh, Miles is a good player. Like I, I, I've gone through this. I, yeah, I you talk about this all the yeah, time. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me how it's split because he's, he's, you know, Eagles fans went gaga over him and way overrated him after his rookie season. And I always, I got so much hate for saying that Christian McCaffrey and and Dalvin Cook were the two players. I said, don't compare Miles Sanders to those guys. Um, I get killed for it, and I'm like. I never got an apology, Xander, I always say. But, you know, he's not that level of player, but he's a good player. And now everybody's like, oh, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I mean, he's played three seasons. His rookie season, he played every game, every game. And then he got banged up a little bit. He missed, I think, four games and then five games. All right. You'd prefer him to be out there, but that's why you need four backs. That's why you need more depth. You know, he's dealing with the hamstring now, but that's completely precautionary. Completely. Right. It's not totally overblown right now. Yeah. They're they're expecting him that that's the whole point. They want him to be completely healthy right. for September eleventh. Um and if he's out there, it's 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 gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. He's a good player. you can't have a great player at every position. He's when you have A.J. Brown, the Dallas Goddard, and Devontae Smith. Miles Sanders is fine, fine to be your running back. The key is he's got to be out there. Um, and I understand the concern because of the past two seasons, but I wouldn't worry about Miles Sanders at all. And he's got a chip on his shoulder, too, because he hears the turn from where Eagles fans were gaga over him, and now they dismiss him. He knows it as well. Um, so – I think that's going to help him as well. Uh, chip on his shoulder in a contract year. 
Um, well, here's but, my question: Is it do you like him because you think he fits how the Eagles like to use a multi-running back style? Because Miles is not an every-down back that can be relied on on multiple. Now, there's not that many of those backs. In there's the none. There's none. There's Jonathan Taylor, and there's there's uh, uh, Derrick Henry, and that's it. That's it. Um, and even, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, you think about uh, where Nick came from. They like to use uh, Hines in, as a third down back. So really you're down to one and, and, and when he's healthy and Derrick Henry. And, you know, Dalvin Cook has Alexander Madison and, and, and yeah, uh, so um, that's, that's the league approach now. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. I think you should, I think Eagles fans, not you, but Eagles fans should be more worried about Kenny Gainwell handling his part of it than Miles Sanders handling his part of it. If, if that, I, I would be more concerned about that. The combination of those two still doesn't give me that. The thing I'm looking for, the bruiser back that takes a, some of the weight. Yeah, but that's Jalen Hurts. That, well, you don't they're... want that on Jalen Hurts. You want him to be your quarterback and to be healthy and to not be in those situations, regardless of how talented he is in that. I mean, how much do you want your quarterback to be that main cog in the running game? I know, I know, we need a, I like that's been talked about a lot this summer to not limit Jalen's skill sets. Just because you want him to throw doesn't mean you should take out the legs. I completely agree with that, but. I mean, just well, here's here's what I I say about that. Jordan Howard, what, what where's Jordan Howard going to be this year? I ask Eagles fans. Uh, nowhere else. Nobody else is signing him. Uh, the Eagles could call him up today, and he'd be here tomorrow. Um, nobody else cares about Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's success is wholly dependent on Jalen Hurts. Wholly, the reason he succeeded is because everybody was worried about stopping Jalen Hurts. In other words, if you have Gardner Minshew back there and or or, or any quarterback, Jared Goff will go week one, uh, and he's just turning around and handing the ball off to Jordan Howard, even with this offensive line, it's not going to be that successful. Um, Jalen is that plus one in the running game that's – He's the best in the NFL at it. That's not named Lamar Jackson. Um, teams have to account for it. And that makes things easier for not only Jordan Howard when he was here, but Miles Sanders, Kenny Gamewell, Boston Scott. He makes things easier. So that's baked into this en entire thing. Like last year, who, who led the NFL in yards per carry? It was Jonathan Taylor. All right, that makes sense. Best running back in football, rushing champ. It was Nick Chubb. That makes sense. Nick Chubb, top five running back. And by the way, he has Kareem Hunt, another those example. Those are two dudes that I was talking yeah. about. I would love both of those guys. In yeah. Europe. And, well, the problem the problem with that is, remember, um, Cleveland just lost to Sean Watson for – Right. 11 games so that's what they told me no we want him more now yeah that's we, that's we need him more week. Yeah, uh right. then then you know maybe there'd be more of a conversation if you had deshaun watson but he's gone for the foreseeable future so that makes it even more difficult to get kareem hunt out of cleveland um 
but he makes these. And and the third guy was Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, five point five yards per game, but per carry. Now, I just said Miles is a good player. He's a good player. He's not Jonathan Taylor. He's not Nick Chubb. So I guess the committee approach is the way to go there. So how does that fill out? I mean, how do you see it filling out if it's Miles? I know, I mean, I think Boston Scott and Kenny Gamewell are the round out, but I haven't heard much about Boston Scott this summer. I know, is he dealing with some injuries? And then you, you, you've talked about how Kenny Gamewell has been a major letdown. So how does that position ultimately round out after Miles Sanders? Um, yeah, well, right now it's Kenny and Boston. Um, and Boston's fine as a backup. I think they're going to pick up another back on waivers, and we'll see. At, at the cut to 53, but you know, they picked up Jason. Yeah. They picked up Jason Huntley on waivers um, at, at the cut down and he, you know, that's going to be a back end of the roster guys. So um, the, your key guys are, are miles and Kenny in Boston and Boston's proven to be a good utility player. I call him, you know, but you don't want to play in 17 games. Um, it's going to be like the start of last year when it was the committee was only two people. It was miles and Kenny. That's it. That's how they're going to start the season. And miles is going to be the lead back. And Kenny is going to be the third down back the hurry up back. Um, and <laughs> this is the most bizarre point to me, the goal line back. Now it's general you know, based on what you said. Yeah, it is. It is Jalen Hurts because, no, neither is a goal linebacker. And that's what you're talking about with the Jordan Howard presence. But, And that's where they're they're clearly leaning on um, Jalen Hurts. And that's why, again, we talked about it for Jordan Howard. But if you look at the success of Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell in the red zone, it's because of the presence of Jalen Hurts. If you leave those two guys to their own devices in the red zone, uh-uh. It's because of Jalen Hurts. Let's shift over to John, the wide receiver, the back end of the wide receiver to close it out. I, I like Jalen Rager. The fans have turned on him, and I, I, I get why. But he's only been here for two years, which really is not that long of a time. I'd like to see him be – I know it's low, and our expectations are now much lower for him, but – I'd like to see him be that wide receiver four or, or five in that ring. I know it's, I know it's getting tough down there with Pascal. He's looked good. Uh, how do you see the bottom of the wide receivers? And then also who do you expect to see today? Who are you watching today um, in the game? Is there a battle there or is that kind of set in stone too? Um, I think it's kind of set in stone unless the Eagles trade Jalen Rager. Uh, which is still a possibility. Seen Certainly, that a lot. Uh, seen that a lot. I don't know yeah. if that's because people are hearing things or what. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's no um, it, no secret that Jalen would prefer a change of scenery. The Eagles would prefer a change of scenery, but um, they're not going to give him away because he does have talent, um, and they believe that. And nobody wants to think about. A.J. Brown getting hurt or Devontae Smith getting hurt. But if they do, 
at that point, it would be nice to have somebody with the I, talent. I think Jalen Rager has talent. Like when I see Jaylen, oh, he does. He yeah, does. I see talent. talent. I see a guy. He's built. He's strong. He looks like an NFL football player. Oh, I think if he can bring it together, I, I 100% think it's in there. I, I don't know if he can bring it out of him, but I do think it's in there. Um, yeah, I, I, it is in there. I mean, you see you, the one-handed catch everybody remembers from uh, OBJ-like. Um, he's tremendously athletic. He's got a ridiculous vertical leap. Everything you want an NFL receiver, he has. He just lost his confidence. Um, and that's a big thing. But um, And that's why I think it's more likely if he does find it, it's probably going to be in another city than here. But the Eagle, when the Eagles talk about their offense, this is the key thing to me. They don't talk about Jalen Rager. They talk, and understandably, they talk about yeah, AJ Devontae's and Devontae Smith. But then they go to Quez Watkins and, and Zach Pascoe, as he mentioned. And Zach, by the way, has been great since he came back yeah. from the food poisoning. But those guys don't have Jalen Rager's talent, that baseline level of talent that Jalen Rager has. Um, so long story short to your original question, those are the top five and Jalen would be the, the punt returner, the kick returner. If he's here, if he's not here though, that opens the floodgates and there's a lot of competition. Um, Deion Kane has been good, uh, in practice, but he wasn't good in the preseason game. Um, Britain, uh, uh, Cubby, a lot of people have talked about him as a potential returner. Um, yeah, I don't love Rager as, as much as I just talked about wanting him to, to, to fill out. I don't love him in that return. Nobody role. does. But yeah. the, here's the problem, Xander. You're not keeping somebody. I know, in right. You're not going to take yeah. a 53-man spot just no. to You've got to be able to do something else. And I don't know if Britain Kobe can do that. Um, the other guys, though, I mean – John Hightower, it seems like he's been here forever. He hasn't, but he just doesn't stand out. Devin Allen, who, you know, has Olympic dreams and probably should press pause and go back to his Olympic dreams. Uh, I mean, if you're going to be honest, um, obviously uh, Greg Ward is old reliable, but, you know, he he's going to catch the football, but, you know, he doesn't have the athleticism to stand out. So after that top five, Jalen Rager kind of falls off pretty dramatically. But I would say the sixth best receiver is Deion Kane. Um, if you want to add the return game into it, maybe maybe Britton Covey can can find a way there. But again, he's so small; um, it's hard to imagine him being yeah, a he's, competent slot player. He is a small dude. I mean, he's like. He looks like a regular guy, you know, regular guy out there on the NFL field. It's like Jake Elliott, you yeah. know. All the security <laughs> people think he's the kicker. All the fans at practice, they think he's yeah, the so kicker. I don't, know, I don't know if he has a realistic shot or not, or he's just been one of, one of the one of the fun camp names. All right, I don't know if anything's come in on the starters playing. I don't think we'll see much yeah, of him. Yeah, we're not going to see. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think we'll see much of him. But any final notes, John, for the people as you're thinking of what you're what you're going to <laughs> uh, Don't get upset if the offense doesn't look great. As I said, that's what happens in preseason football when you have quarterbacks, the third, fourth string quarterbacks who struggle. I'd be more uh, focused on 
uh, the defense, particularly the back seven, because you want to find those backup corners and those back backup safeties. Uh, who's going to stand out amongst that group? That, to me, is the most interesting uh, part of what's going on. And then the rookies. You're going to get some Nicobe Dean and probably some Cam Jurgens, maybe even some Jordan Davis. So Yeah, I love watching Jordan, so that'll be good. Yeah. Maybe, but don't, you know. Don't hold yeah, your breath. He's already kind of elevating into yeah. that side. Yeah, he, he, not kind of. He already has. So. Yeah, right. Well, the one, yeah. well, real quick on that point, the one thing I was wondering, and we just talked about Rager, they had him in 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 sweatpants and shorts in the second half of, 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 of game one. I mean, if he's fighting for spot five or six, shouldn't he be out there? Talking about Rager? Yeah. Uh, well, he's not. I mean, he's five. He's five if he's here. He's not fighting anybody. <laughs> the, the only question on Jalen Rager is, is he traded or not? Not is he going to make the football team. He's going to make the football team if he's here. So yeah. people worried about that. You know, people hoping for that. You know, give it up. He's going to be here. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, like I said, he's he's got much less pressure on him. He doesn't need to be that guy. So I'm good with that. All right, John. That's a it's a good pregame show right there. We just did uh, preparing for Eagles Browns week two of the preseason. Uh, I guess they all kind of they, they kind of had the game in practice. Between the yeah, stars. they had the real game in yeah. practice. Um, it is what it is, though. These these preseason games, necessary evil, but we're at the point where it'd be nice to to be playing real football. But now, a couple look, we more got three hundred forty people watching us for the preseason game, so we got a passionate fan base. They love yes. this no matter who's playing. Uh, so it's good, John. We'll do ha- we'll do a quick halftime report, get our thoughts on the first half, uh, and then we'll be back for another brief uh, post game show. Enjoy the first half, my friend. I'll see you at halftime. All right. Thanks, Sander. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.